Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, family. It's such an honor to be with you this morning as we conclude our sermon series entitled Master Your Emotions. And you guys know that it's been quite an interesting road just looking at different areas about emotions and looking at what the Word of God says about emotions, how we should master our emotions. Um, and maybe just to recap exactly what it is that we've covered so far. The first week we looked at the source of emotions, like what are emotions, where do they come from? Then we moved on to looking at negative emotions, what they are and how we respond or how we handle them. And then last week we looked at positive emotions and the importance of having the countenance, that emotional countenance uh, that God wants us to have, irregardless of what the situation is, um, what our circumstances are, but choosing to, to, to really respond the way God would want us to respond with the positive emotions that he has given us. So this week, we're going to um, close off by looking at harnessing your emotions. And before we continue, I just want to open up in prayer. Father God, we just want to thank you so much for everything that you've been doing through this series. So Father God, just reminding us again that you are the great I am and that we should choose you in everything that we do and even in the way that you have wired us, oh Father God. And therefore we pray, Lord, this morning that as we continue by looking specifically at harnessing your, uh, our emotions, that you will guide us and that you'll lead us. Holy Spirit, I just thank you that you minister to everyone that's listening to this message. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you for that, Lord. Amen. Amen. So today we're looking at harnessing your emotions. And what harnessing your emotions basically mean is just controlling your emotions, you know, um, being able to control our emotions in a way that we can use them effectively and really carry them the way God wants us to carry them. So um, when we think of a harness, what really should come to mind is, um, where, is a horse, you know, before you can use a horse, I mean, horses are powerful, powerful animals. And for years, they've been used to, to carry loads and even to, to transport people. They're so powerful. But as powerful as horses are, we cannot use them unless we put them on a harness or under that harness. We harness them to be able to control not just the speed, but also the direction in which we want them to move. And it's the same with emotions. Emotions are so powerful. We learned that already in the first week. They're so powerful. But if we don't learn to harness, if we don't learn to control them, they can run away with us. Like a, a horse that isn't harnessed, once you get on it, it's going to run. It's, it's just going to go forward. It doesn't know in which direction you want it to go. It doesn't know in which speed you want it to go. It is just going to run and you'll be there trying to balance yourself, trying to catch yourself as this horse is just going. And it could even, and it's quite dangerous because you could uh, fall off that horse. Yeah. So it's the same with emotions. If they're not harnessed, if they're not controlled, they can take us in a direction where they have us <laughs> and we don't have them. So it's really important to look at how to practically do this. And for example, um, and I mean, it goes both ways, whether it's positive emotions, negative emotions, probably more negative emotions, but even with positive emotions. Like, for example, if I had to take the emotion of being in love, ah, 
it's such a beautiful thing. I still remember the, the first time I fell in love, you know. Well, there were a couple of times when I thought I was in love. But I remember when I fell in love, it's such a beautiful feeling. You just feel so wonderful about yourself. You feel like you've got these butterflies, the fl- butterflies, the whole world just makes so much sense, you know. Um, but the thing about being in love is that you want to be with that person that you're in love with all the time. It's like you can't get enough of this person. They just left your house, they go home and you start chatting. They, you, you know, you want to be with them all the time. And if you're not careful with managing this emotion of being in love, you can either um, um, ignore the doing other things that are important in your life or delay doing important things. Like, for example, if you have work to do and stuff like that, but you just want to spend the whole time with the person that you love, they come and visit you, you're chatting and you're together for four hours, and then it's time for them to leave. You walk them to the gate, and as you're walking them to the gate, you decide to sit with them in the car, and then you continue chatting again. And then, you know, so it can you, you can just be in this place where you want to be with that person all the time that you neglect doing the other things that you're supposed to be doing. And I guess that's why a lot of parents are wary about their, their children falling in love while they're still in school or even at university because they feel like if they fall in love now, they're going to get distracted. Their mind will not be in the right place. They will just be all over the place being in love with this person and losing focus of the things that actually matter. Um, in fact, we know that, um, that a lot of the times people say that when you're in love, you can make irrational decisions that later when you're out of it, that you're like, oh my goodness, uh, did I just decide to do this, you know? So being in love is a beautiful emotion, but if I can't control that emotion when I'm in it, it could lead me to, to actually do irrational things, you know? It's the same with excitement, you know? People, some people get so excited that in the moment of excitement, they actually lose their minds. They, they can do something completely crazy and later be like, Oh my goodness, what did I just do? You know? So even in positive uh, emotions, we, we can get carried away. So it's important for us to know how to control our emotions. And, and I'm just mentioning positive emotions at the moment because often we, 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 we always think that when it comes to emotions, we need to learn how to control our negative emotions more and not necessarily the positive ones, yeah. So I just wanted to mention that, um, that it's really, really important to, to, to learn how to control our emotions so that they don't run away with us and they don't have us, um, but really that, that we are aware of them and we know how to use them in a godly manner, how to embrace them and how to work with them in a way that brings life and doesn't cause uh, chaos in our lives. All right, so what does it practically look like then to harness our emotions? What do we need to do to be able to control our emotions? And I know throughout the series, we have been dropping tips here and there, you know, with certain emotions and why it's important to control them and uh, and just mentioning some of the things that we can do. Um, but today we're going to go deeper into that and really look at specific things that we will need to um, apply in our lives to be able 
to control our emotions and be able to live with them in a healthy way. And the first thing is taking responsibility for our emotions. If we want to be people who know how to control our emotions, we need to take responsibility for our emotions. Your emotions are your emotions, okay? We cannot blame people. We cannot blame circumstances. We cannot blame what we're faced with for how we're feeling towards certain things or, or blame um, what's happening around us for the emotion that we're feeling, okay? So we cannot stop people. Um, we, we, we cannot control, basically, the way people treat us or what people say to us, but we can control how we respond to what they say and how we treat them. I remember some years back, um, a very wise teacher once said that you cannot stop a bird from flying over your head, meaning that you will be tempted to feel certain ways and, 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 and experience certain emotions, but you can stop a bird from building a nest in your head. Yeah. So uh, feeling the emotion, we have to take responsibility for. And what we do with the emotion that we're feeling, we need to take responsibility for. And we cannot blame the thing that caused that. So it's really, really important to just know that, you know, for example, um, you, you can't just come from work um, angry because your boss said something um, and just come home and take your anger out on everybody that you're faced with. You know, you're angry, your boss said something that really ticked you off, but because he's more powerful than you, you couldn't really take out your anger there. You come home very angry, your wife says something that really triggers that, makes it even worse, and then you punch her in the face, smack the kids, and kick the dog, yeah? Because of the fact that you're angry. It doesn't work like that, you know? So we need to take, uh, we, we, we need to learn to control our emotions and not blame people around us, you know? Um, just because I'm a woman, I can't just have the, the attitude of, it's that time of the month and whoever gets to me today, gets on the wrong side of me is gonna have it because I feel cranky, you know? So we need to learn how we express our emotions and, and what we're gonna do with them so that when, when, when we are with people, um, even if we're alone, like it, it doesn't make us awkward and it doesn't make other people around us feel awkward. So emotions need to be in the right place at the right time and we need to learn how to harness them. Um, in fact, um, in, 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 in Proverbs, um, Proverbs 25 verse 28, the word of God says, whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Yeah. We are like a city broken down without walls. Self-control is part of the fruit of the spirit, according to Galatians 5. It's part of the fruit. So we need to learn to control our emotions, to harness our emotions um, as it's a sign of maturity in, 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 in Jesus. So we can't just go out there and just express how we're feeling because right now I'm being real and this is how I feel. No, we need to do it in a way that it honors God. And the first place it starts is by taking responsibility. You are responsible for your emotions. Don't blame people, don't blame things, but take responsibility and work with that. Um, the second thing is that we need to acknowledge 
our emotions. Acknowledge your emotions, okay? It's so, so important. Harnessing our emotions, controlling our emotions doesn't mean ignoring our emotions. What you don't deal with now, what you don't recognize now and you bottle up will become a bigger problem later. So if you don't, if, if, if you're pretending that you're not feeling a certain way when you're feeling a certain way, it's not healthy either. Yeah? So acknowledge the emotion that you're feeling and process that emotion. It's so, so important. And even as we were speaking about positive emotions, it doesn't mean that we fake it. It doesn't mean that we're just going to fake it until we make it. We, we, we're expressing those emotions in faith, even though we don't feel it. Yeah. So if you're feeling a, a, a negative emotion or you're feeling a certain way, acknowledge how you're feeling, but recognize what God says about you and what God says that you should feel and deal with that emotion appropriately. Uh, so don't be the kind of person that's faking happiness all the time. You know, there are people that when they're, when they're surrounded by people, they're happy all the time. Woo, life is wonderful and smiling and all the thing and doing all these wonderful things. But when they're alone at home, it's like all hell breaks loose and they're constantly crying and, and, and just being so emotional because of the baggage that they're carrying. But the minute somebody walks in, they change again and they're being all happy. That's not what we're talking about when we're talking about harnessing our emotions. So it's important that we acknowledge what we're feeling and that we process what we're feeling and work through that. It's so, 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 so important. And, and especially for men, you know, a lot of the times we say men um, don't have emotions. They shouldn't express emotion. If a man becomes emotional, it's too much, you know. But it's not too much. Acknowledge what you're feeling and deal with it. And then women are on the opposite side. <laughs> We're like, women are just too emotional about everything. And everything triggers all sorts of emotions. And, and sometimes men feel like we're so complex because we get so emotional about everything, you know. No, so it's keeping a balance between being too emotional and not showing any emotion at all. Um, God has given us emotion. So it's important to acknowledge those emotions and work with them in a way that glorifies him and according to his word and his purposes. Amen. The third thing we need to do is embrace our new identity in Christ. Okay. Um, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. So if you're in Christ, the old has gone and the new is here. And the new looks like Christ. The new speaks like Christ. The new expresses Christ. Okay. So if we are feeling anything, we need to ask ourselves, what would Christ do in this situation? So if you were an angry person before you met Jesus, guess what? God takes away that anger and he changes that, that, you know, if you were a, a depressed person or even if you were, and now you've got Christ in you, but you're still experiencing those, um, the, the, the same negative things, you need to embrace your new identity. Who does God say you are? You're a child of heaven. You're a child of the kingdom of God and you love the way 
uh, in a way that that you are a kingdom um, a, a kingdom person, you know, and not according to the flesh, not according to the ways of the world and what the world expects us to live as, but according to God and His purposes. Um, Andrew Womack, Pastor Andrew, said something very, very important, and 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 I think this is really key for us as Christians when it comes to controlling our emotions. He said, "The secret to Christian victorious living." is not found in self-improvement, but in self-denial so that Christ can live through us, okay? So we need to deny self. Old self must leave. Deny self, accept Christ, and allow Christ to live inside of us. It's not about self-improvement. If we're constantly thinking, how can I improve myself? <laughs> um, it, it's going to be a battle. But if I deny self, and I surrender to God, I allow His Holy Spirit to work more in me according to God's way, according to God's purposes, according to God's calling, and, and, and it shapes me to become more like Christ. So it's so important that we take on the new nature that God has given us. Ephesians 4 verse 22 to 24 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life, former way of life, or natural way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful des desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. This new man is like Christ, okay? Put off your old self, yeah? The former ways of doing things, the, the worldly way of doing things, put them off and embrace the Christ-like way to the, and, and, and the, 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 the person that you are now in Christ, displaying Jesus, displaying the ways of the kingdom and displaying the heart of the Father. And, 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 and for that to happen, self-control is important and stepping in to the presence of God, allowing the Holy Spirit to shape and to, to, to really move us and lead us. So embrace your new identity in Christ. Don't believe that this is the person I've always been and I guess this is the person I'm going to be. I'm just a sad person. I'm just an angry person. I'm just a depressed person. I'm just that person that, that is up today, down tomorrow, here and everywhere. No, you need to become like that city that builds a wall around itself and allows that which is good to come and that which is bad to stay out, you know? So we don't, we're not just up one minute, down the next minute, um, making this decision now because I'm excited and changing my mind and making a different decision because I'm put off, you know, up and down all the time. No, no, we are controlled people. We've got a new nature in Christ and where the identity that God has given us is greater than this identity of, of, of the flesh and living in this world. So we embrace his word and live according to his word and according to his purposes. And even in this area of emotions, where emotions are concerned, we have to embrace what God says about our emotions and how he wants us to, to move in that. So don't um, take on the old self, take on the new self and the identity that Christ has given us. The next thing that we need to do is walk by the Spirit. This is so crucial. I remember even in last week's message, 
we, we looked at this scripture, and I'm going to go through it again in Galatians 5, verse 16 to 24. We say, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. <laughs> Amen? They're opposed to each other. The desires of the Spirit and the desire of the flesh are opposed to each other. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife. Now watch this. Jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, division, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. It's interesting that in this list of listing the things of the flesh, we find at least three emotions in there. And that is the emotion of jealousy. That is the emotion of fits of anger. That is the emotion of envy. We feel these things, you know, and it's saying that when we experience this, when we allow this stuff to take over in our lives, we are actually walking in the flesh. No? So we shouldn't be feeding the flesh. We shouldn't walk in the f- flesh, but we should walk in the spirit. So when you see the flesh raising its, its ugly head, we just need to say no, no to the flesh, repent of the emotions that we're feeling that we know are not godly, give it over to God and allow ourselves to be in the spirit. So it goes on to continue and it says, but the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Okay. So here we see again in this line of mentioning the fruit of the spirit, we have love, joy, peace. Yeah. And these are the positive emotions that we were talking about last week. It's so powerful. We've got negative emotions mentioned as feeding when we're walking by the flesh and also some positive emotions mentioned when we're walking by the spirit. So whatever you feed in your life will grow. So we need to walk by the spirit, feed your spirit, meditate on God's word, meditate on prayer, meditate on the things that are feeding the spirit so that we, we, we feel the way God wants us to feel and stay away from the things that we want to, f- to feed the flesh. You know, don't meditate on things that will feed the flesh and bring out emotions that are not godly. So feed yourself with positive, with the things that build your positive emotions and not the things that, that build your negative emotions. For example, if watching too much news on coronavirus is causing you to be fearful, then just stop watching the news. If you're constantly on social media and it, and every time you leave social media, you're feeling um, discontent because all your friends are doing so much better and it seems like everybody uh, has a, a greater life than you have, stop going on there so that it doesn't feed the wrong emotion in you, okay? And, and, and if you're waking up in the morning and you look outside, it's a gloomy day, it looks so, so bad and you, you just want to feel so gloomy, wear bright stuff, um, uh, do something that will pump up your spirit 
so that you don't succumb to that gloominess, okay? So it's really important that we feed the spirit. We feed the spirit. We feed the spirit and not the flesh. The thing that we feed the most is the thing that will grow. So if we're meditating on things that are bringing out the negative stuff in us, then we shouldn't be surprised when we are constantly uh, having emotions that are negative and causing us to respond negatively and in a very bad way to things that we're faced with in our lives. So it's so, so important to stay in that place where we're feeding the positive, feeding constantly the positive. And then the next thing is get help where needed. Get help. Um, if you're struggling with things of an emotional nature, and you've been trying to get out of it, whether it's feelings of rejection, fear, um, uh, there's a lot of insecurities going on, anxiety. If you've been trying to get rid of the stuff, but it's not helping, then get help. Don't try and do it on your own. Get help. We as a church have a counseling department. Um, you can fill in a form at the, uh, at the, um, you can fill in a form at the information table, or you can even fill in a form at the end of this message. Just click on it, fill the form in. It will go directly to our counseling department and, and you can book a session to just get help with areas that you're really struggling with. You know, God has created us to be in a community for a purpose. There's certain things that you will get victory on by yourself, on your own, but there's certain things that you're not going to get victory of by your own, uh, by yourself. So you will need people in that area. So get help when needed. Read, read a book, book a counseling session. It's don't get, um, don't turn to substance abuse. Don't get addicted to happy pills. It's not necessary. Allow God to get to the root of the issue so that it can be dealt with and you can be free from the stuff. All right. And another thing I want to say is that because we're co created to be in community, it's so important that we learn to be sensitive to other people's emotions. You're not alone. You're surrounded by so many people. So it's important to learn to be sensitive to other people's emotions as well. You know, for example, if something very exciting happened to you and you've got this great news and you run to your friend's house to share it and you see that her countenance has dropped or their countenance have dropped and you're looking at them in the eyes and you want to, sh you're burning to share this exciting news, but you can see that something is wrong. Just ask, are you okay? And if you find out that something really bad happened to them, take the time to be there for them and to really minister. I mean, if your friends say, no, I just, I just found out I lost my aunt or I lost my dad or something, take the time to be there for them, even though you're burning to share this exciting news. Don't be that person that listens to the bad news and say, oh, I'm so sorry about that. But by the way, the reason why I came is I just wanted to tell you about this great thing that happened to me. No, that's being insensitive, okay? We need to learn to understand um, how uh, other people are feeling and be there for them in, the, in those moments where they're feeling emotionally down to encourage them out of it and not be insensitive, okay? And with the same thing is don't provoke people. Watch what you say and how you say what you say because we do know that certain things we say and do will trigger emotions um, in other people's 
uh, lives or in other people that may be unpleasant to witness. So even though we know we're doing this teaching where people need to take to be able to control and harness their emotions, don't you be the person that is going to trigger people's emotions in a negative way. So it's, it's important that we recognize those that are around us and what they're experiencing. And I want to close off by reading Second Peter verse 1 to 3, which says that His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. Okay? His divine power has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. You know, when God gives us a command, he doesn't expect us to do things that he has not given us the grace, the grace that empowers us to be able to do that. He has given us the grace that empowers us. He's given us his Holy Spirit that enables us to live life according to the way he commands us to live it. So a lot of the times we want to make excuses and we say, but it's just me. I can't do it. Recognize the Holy Spirit that's in you. The same power that raised Christ from the dead that's in you, that empowers you to overcome the things that we need to overcome in this world and allows us the ability to control the things that we need to control in this world and especially controlling our emotions. It's so, so, so crucial, friends. It's so important. Yeah, so God has given us so much that we can use um, so much power. He has empowered us to be able to live the way He wants us to live. So let us not, where emotions are concerned, let us not be like that person that cannot rule their spirit, that is like a city that is broken down, or that has broken down walls and everything just comes in and out as it pleases. Let us be people that can really do it the way God wants us to do. So I just want to take some time to pray. Father, we just want to thank you so much, so much for what you've been doing. And we really just want to pray, Father God, that you grace us to be people that are able to control our emotions, Father God. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us everything that we need in this area, Father God. And therefore, I pray that we will be committed to control our emotions, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for self-control in our lives, Father God. I thank you for peace to be, um, to guide us through life, Father God. I thank you for victorious living in you, Lord, according to your ways and your purposes, oh Father God. And I really just pray that you'll break off the things that hold us back, oh Father God, and that we will become wise in this area of emotions, oh Father God. We'll be sensitive to our emotions, sensitive to people's emotions, but recognize how to use them, how to apply them, how to manage them, oh Father God, in a way that brings glory and honor to you. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for that. As I'm praying right now, I really just sense that there's someone that has been dealing with emotions of shame. You've been feeling a lot of shame. The, the things that have happened um, because of choices that you made that brought you into a place of feeling so much shame that often you want to be away from people. You don't want anyone to see you 
um, you've been kind of running away from people because of the shame that you're carrying. And I really just sense the Lord saying this morning that you don't have to carry that shame anymore. He's breaking that off you. You're free in Him. Embrace the freedom that He has given you. He has forgiven you for those things and He's calling you back to Him. And He's saying that shame is not your portion in Him, but He wants you to live a life of freedom in Him. So Father, we just thank You for that Father, right now, Lord. We thank You for healing in that area. And we thank You, Father God, for joy in serving You. In Jesus' name, we thank You and we praise You for that. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week ahead. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.